Welcome to episode 19 of the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the go-to for all things Little Rock in Arkansas, but I also like learning about other people and what they have to offer. That's why I started a podcast. My guest for this episode is the endearing Melissa Ratke. She's a social media star, a TV star, podcast star, and the queen of Lufkin, Texas. This is a great episode. It ran a little long because, well, you'll see why once you start listening, you won't want to turn it off. You'll get to meet Melissa right after this. I love makeup. I have devoted my life to it, talking about it, wearing it. It was that first eyeshadow kit from Aziza that I had as a kid. (laughs) And I did have some CoverGirl, but you know, then I started wearing the good stuff from Bell and Blush here in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I've been hooked ever since. Bell and Blush carries the lines that are good for young skin because that's where my daughters go for mature skin, which is where I might be. And that skin line that's really good for women, I say over 29, is the By Terry line. By Terry has hyaluronic acid in some of the products, uh, as some other things that are treatments, actually. They're, the makeup is a treatment for your skin. In fact, in this episode of the Lisa Fisher Said podcast, Melissa Radke and I talk about the makeup. That's how obsessed I am with it. They've got Kevin O'Quan. I'm looking at their website right now of some of my favorites. Becca Cosmetics, I have to use that on my vitiligo. Stila, uh, and they have all the skincare lines. They have everything you want. You know what? If you go to their website now, bell, B-E-L-L-E, and blush.com, you will save 10% code LISA10 when you check out and you'll be hooked for life. Bellandblush.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Uh, Melissa Radke, let me just tell you, I thought maybe there would be a minute of like awkward uh, introductions, you know, breaking yeah. ice with you. And then I reminded myself about your <laughs> Instagram uh, bio, speaker, author, napper, my favorite. God made me fluffy because he knew I'd be a stripper. <laughs> Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast, my favorite non-stripper, Melissa Radke. Yeah, you're welcome. You're, you want to know something very funny, Lisa? Just yesterday, it's so funny that you mentioned that because just yesterday, my daughter wanted to get on TikTok and that's not something that we let her get on. No, ma'am. Unless we are sitting right beside her and she can only watch the people that I follow, right? So um, it's safe. So she gets on and the first thing when she gets on there, it pops up my my homepage, my bio, and it says that God, you know, God made me fluffy so I wouldn't be a stripper. She read it out loud. She's 14 and she went, just like this, she went... God made me fluffy so I wouldn't be a stripper. Mom, what am I supposed to do with that? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's tough. It's a lot of responsibility for a 14-year-old to have to defend her mother. I know this because I've raised children. Absolutely. She got a sweatshirt for Christmas that says having a weird mom builds character, and that kid wears it with pride. Where is it with pride? She's got some character. Okay. You are a Lufkin, Texas uh, sweetheart. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the woman who does all things. But I don't know much about Lufkin. If you people want to go to like the Applebee's or mm-hmm. uh, or a, a fancy Walgreens, 
Do you do you go to Tyler? Do you go to Dallas? Do you go to Houston? Well, first of all, we can't go to Applebee's and Lufkin because of the pandemic and it's shut down. So what are we going to do now? Um, exactly. But we do have our Outback. It's hanging on by thread. There you um, go. But you know what? Here's what I say. Uh, I love Lufkin. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But if I want to eat sushi <laughs> right. or, okay. or, or shop really nice, I go to Houston. You go to I go Houston. to Houston. Okay. I'm about an hour and a half down the road from Houston. So it's not bad. Okay. So it's the hottest place on the planet in the summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you people had snow last week, right? What in the world, right? Okay, that is, is it, just does weird. Does that mean? Does that mean this creation is ending as we know it? That's that what I say. I say hashtag end times. <laughs> hashtag end times when Lufkin gets snow. I don't even that know. What was to do. my kids were outside playing in jeans and a, and just like one coat because we don't prepare. We don't have no. that kind of stuff. And it was probably seventy the next day. Oh, it was funny because it snowed. I mean, we're talking like five, six inches of snow on one Sunday. And then last Sunday, the very next Sunday, we were riding to church with the windows down in our car. I mean, I know. whatever, man, it's, whatever. It's crazy. You did give a tutorial to you were teaching people how to drive in the on ice and snow. Uh-huh. And you told people that it, it was like, pretend that your grandma is in the car and mm-hmm. she's got whatever it is she takes to the potluck. What were some other things in that? So imagine that you're driving in the car. This is how you drive on snowy streets. You have to drive so carefully like there's there's bottles of sweet tea in the back, like jugs That's of sweet it, tea. Right. That mm-hmm. that in itself. But well, then also imagine your grandmother's in the back and she's carrying gravy. That's like <laughs> it's like God save the gravy. You know well, what I mean? The gravies I don't know which is more of a holy water, the the sweet tea or the gravy. They're I very know. very important. Are you team white gravy or brown gravy? For sure, white gravy. Yeah, word, word, girl. Yeah. Because but can I brown, say that? Is that like politically incorrect to say that? But I'm no. team white gravy. You, but we still love the brown gravy. We this did, is what I do, we're but it's got, to, it's got to be a certain dish that goes with brown gravy. Salisbury steak. My gosh, where have you been all my life, Lisa? I I get you. Okay. <laughs> I too would be a stripper. I've always said God made me the way I am so that I wouldn't be cute just cruising the Sonic with the windows down. <laughs> when I cruise the Sonic, I get my sweet tea and I That's leave. That's right. That's right. But if I were a hottie, I would have that thing cruise down and I'd my, do my hair. Uh-huh. I'd, uh, get those, I'd get those chili cheese tater tots and not care what nobody thought. I wouldn't care <laughs> if it got right there in between my teeth. <laughs> okay. You have a new hair color. I do. It's called my lo- Corona color. I love my Corona. I love your color. Thank you. I'm, I've always been a blonde and um, not. I was a blonde naturally for many, many years. And then as I got older, my hair started turning darker, but I wanted to stay blonde. But then Corona happened and I got depressed and I got sad and I got frustrated and I needed a change. Right. And so I went brown. And it has shocked everybody. I will literally see people that I've known for years and they will just stare at me because now they're looking at me with brown hair and a mask. So they have no clue who I am. Um, But I tell people, you know, my dad, I love my dad. I'm a daddy's girl. And he looked at me the other day and he said, baby, you're so pretty. But when are you going back blonde? (laughs) So even he wants me to. So I'm going to go back eventually. And the reason we knew you as a blonde is because you had a little TV show on the USA Network, right? USA? 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. USA I Network. watched every episode. I identified with the Racky family, and now <laughs> you do Rise and Racky. So tell me about this trip to fame that you have, that you were a singer in Nashville, mm-hmm. and then you went back home because you have many, many talents, but mm-hmm. you've chosen a lot of things to do. Raising your family is a priority. Mm-hmm. But tell me how you got from uh, Nashville to uh, Lufkin, Texas, and how you got a TV show. Well, um, you know, my husband and I lived in Nashville for 16 years. And when we when we were there, we graduated from Belmont University um, and he majored in um, music business and I majored in music performance. I assumed that I would grow up and just be a singer. That's my family sings. I'm I'm good at it. It's what I can do. And I thought that was my only talent. And so I majored in commercial music performance and I wanted to move. My dream was to move to New York. And be the next Bette Midler. That's okay, what see, I wanted to do. I thought you were going to be Captain and Tennille. I thought like y'all were going <laughs> to, no, you no, were no, thinking no. a team together. No, no. He has always, David has always believed in me, um, but he's always wanted to be the man behind the scenes for sure. He went on and went to law school and became an entertainment attorney. And so that was the dream, right? He was going to manage me and be my attorney. And we were going to, I was going to be the next Bet Midler, do jazz and blues and all this. But that was just not in the cards. Um, it, it, I would try to make a go of it and I would just hit a wall after wall after wall. And Nashville was a really difficult time for us. Um, Nashville, I always say Nashville loved the way I sang, but hated the way I looked. Because I was always a plus size woman. That's actually far more accepted now in 2021 than it ever was in 1999. Have you seen Lizzo? I mean, Lizzo's made a career. Speaking of Houston, she has Houston roots, but Mm -hmm. she is a phenomenal performer and she doesn't care anything. She, She says the haters need to back off because she said, I am the size I am. Right. But that is not, that was not Nashville's mantra. Let me tell you back 15 years ago, it just wasn't. And so, um, we also during that time experienced something that so many people deal with, but don't want to talk about. And that is infertility. We wanted to start a family. We'd been married, you know, I don't know, 13, 14 years and trying to have children, 12 of those and just couldn't had miscarriage after miscarriage. And then, um, Finally had a son um, on Christmas Day of 2005, had a little boy who came out kicking and screaming and looked just like me. He was gorgeous, looked just like me. Um, (laughs) And he was with us for about an hour and a half, and then he passed away. And soon after that heartbreak, we were given the opportunity to adopt, and our world was changed. So you think that your life ends at grief. But really, that's just the end of that chapter. You don't know that there's a new chapter coming, right? So we never read stories. We never buy novels that just end with, and then they died, the end. I mean, like there's always something that comes after. And that was just one of my chapters. It really, the death of our son and the death of those dreams was a closing for us. And it was time for something new. We adopted two children. Um, we were there at the moment of their birth. I cut the cord on both of those babies. That's how, that's how soon they became ours. And we moved back to Texas, um, because we figured that, you know, the barbecue was better and the babysitting would be free because all my family was here. And we came back and honestly, Lisa, who would have thought that you couldn't make it in Nashville, but you could in deep East Texas. 
But everything changed. It's everything a, it's changed. A, it's a great story of redemption. And, it is. Uh, and, and you're Christians, so mm-hmm. we know God's faithfulness. We know God has a story for all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, being obedient is an important part of the story. Even mm-hmm. in our disobedience, he still loves us, which yeah. is crazy. Because I only love the people who are obedient. That's <laughs> you know, right. I only like the people that are doing right by me. But God, uh-huh. doesn't, God doesn't look at it that way. So uh, your story just of redemption is just very, very encouraging. That's a difficult story to hear. Mm-hmm. Um uh, losing a baby. Listen to me. I'm just getting choked up. I'm a grandmother now. So um, you love them even more. I mean, you, well, it's I, I insane. think that a lot of people hear my story and they um, they assume that I'm where I'm at because I'm outgoing and I've got a big personality. And yes, that plays a part of it. But there's also I'm not I am a joyful person. I am. I'm a lot of fun to be around. I like to have a good time. But there's a there's a heartbreaking part of my story. There's a heartbreaking part of everybody's story. Mm-hmm. It's just that are we willing to be obedient and walk through it and tell people about it? You know, my son's name was Elisha. Elisha is just as much a part of my success as the internet has been for me, as social media has been. Um, the, he, he launched me into something. He really did. I I always said, God, my story for your glory, whatever it may be. And I didn't like that part of the story, but I'll be darned if I'm not going to use it. So 2005, 2006, we were first looking at Facebook mm-hmm. as a social media platform. Twitter was maybe 07 and I may be uh, off a, a day or two. So wh- where did you start your launch in securing these people that were going to follow you to the ends of the earth. Was it Facebook? It was Facebook. And that is still the biggest platform for me. So I started on Facebook. I decided to do, to get a um, private, uh, not a private, a a personal Facebook page. So Mm -hmm. you can sign up as Lisa Fisher, Mm -hmm. the mom and grandma and show pictures Mm -hmm. of your kids, or Mm -hmm. you can get like a business page, the Lisa Fisher, right? That Mm -hmm. people go. And I decided to get one of those, even though, I didn't have a business and I had no followers. <laughs> you were way ahead of your time. I was, wasn't I? And within one day, I had, don't be jealous, about 350 followers in one day. I know, because that was all my friends and family. Woo-woo. I know, stand back, everybody. <laughs> but I just thought, hey, if this doesn't go anywhere, I'm still going to have fun with it. And I'll post stupid videos and I'll just be myself. Um, that came with some confidence issues that I had to kind of battle. You know, um, I had a face for radio is what I always told David. And um, I shouldn't be putting myself out there on the internet for people to make fun of. But then I just thought, hey, if it's only 300 people, it's just gonna be my mama watching, I don't care. But then I made a video called Red Ribbon Week. And that Oh, I video, remember this. This is what launched you. It's This is the turning point for, for yes, everything I, in my I, life. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna link that in the show notes. Do you still, is it still up, you think? Oh, yeah, it's somewhere. Okay. Oh, yeah, you can find okay. it anywhere. Okay. So I as remember of today, this. as of today, it's had about 100 million views. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? <laughs> yes. A third and, of, oh, my gosh. I was going to say a third of the country. Well, and here's the thing. I, I sometimes have to fight telling people that. That feels embarrassing to me. Why? Because, well, because we all have a plan 
of how our lives are going to go. And we want to feel legitimate. And I didn't feel like a video going viral was legitimate. And I knew I was more than that. And you know, those people that get their 15 minutes, I didn't want to be that. I knew I had things to say. I knew I had a story to tell. And so when I tell people, yeah, that was kind of what took off for me, the video, but you know what? God moves in mysterious ways and that ain't, that ain't up to me. So that's what he used. And that turned everything around. And there was actually a, um, a producer at a production company who went to go eat Mexican food one night with her girlfriends. And she walked in, she was in Dallas, Texas, and she walked in and her girlfriends were all sitting at the table laughing. And they said, you've got to watch this. She said, what are y'all laughing at? You've got to watch this video of this girl talking about Red Ribbon Week. And she watched it and the rest is history. Then came the show. What year was that? What year was Red Ribbon Week? 07, 08? No, 2015. Oh, it was that late. I didn't Mm -hmm. know if you, when Facebook first started as social media platform, if you had already garnered besides your 350, if you had already shot the thing. Because I remember the Red Ribbon Week, but you know, I'm old. I can't remember one year. It was sometime in the last 30 years is all I know. No, I really didn't get active on Facebook until about 2015. Mm-mm. So were you just over there kind of twirling your mustache thinking, I've got it. I got a plan. I've got it. I need a trajectory to, to, to get me a TV show. Were you just thinking, I'm bored. I want to tell people funny stuff. I'm bored. I want to tell people funny stuff. <laughs> right. That wait, was let, the plan. Let, let me guess. Any Enneagram seven? Honey, all the way. Died in the wall, baby. <laughs> because I hear you. And when we're bored, when Enneagram Enneagram 7s are bored, watch out, world, because we're about to do something. Mm -hmm. And I was bored, and I was restless, and I just like to hear myself talk. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I tell everybody, honey, if I, Lisa, if I knew 100 million people were going to watch that video, I would have worn a bra in it. I didn't. (laughs) Wait, you really didn't have a bra in the video? I most certainly did not. My parents are so proud. And and just because I'm a parent, a grandparent, what kind of reason with me? Why why did you think? That- because I was I had just gone to eat dinner with my girlfriend, and I got home and I got comfortable. And I'm the girl that walks in the house and immediately takes her clothes off and puts on something comfortable. And our mask, we take our mask off too. Absolutely. We, in the South, we said we take our face off. We take our face off, right? I had a messy bun in my hair, no bra on, and a sweatshirt. And I said, "Hey, David, take this video of me talking," and we put it up. And we put it up at like eight o'clock in the morning on a, on a Wednesday morning. And that night when I went to bed, it had 2 million views. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't have a bra on. <laughs> okay. So the combative relationship between your mother, you and your mother, is mm-hmm. that contrived or is that legit? Does she sometimes just grit her teeth at you and think, Melissa, honey, you need to simmer down. It's 100% honest and true. It's probably 100 the it's probably the most authentic thing that I talk about. I talk about a lot of real things. That's very real. Um Golden Girls, Sophia and Dorothy? Yeah. That's us. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. How I mean, my she... mother was the woman who said to me one time in the parking lot at JC Penney's, "Some Melissa, there are some girls that just don't have to wear makeup, baby, but you're not one of them." So <laughs> My daddy would call me and go, sister, do you have your lipstick on? I'd go, why do you care? I mean, you were two hours away. He'd say, because sister, you just don't look, you look ill. Yeah, go, you look I've washed got, out. Right. I've got my my lip, my color, my lip color on. <laughs> so how does your mama feel about 
Um, because some, what happens sometimes, God is so cute. We Enneagram seven, sometimes all the people around us are not. So they don't get it that we have a story to tell and they feel violated, especially if they're introverts and a six, that would be my daughter. <coughs> so I, I, there are some family members. I, I have to be careful and not tell their story, tell their business because they don't want it to be told. How does your mother feel? That way to a T. And I was really surprised by that because when I was growing up, my mom was really outgoing. My dad is very funny. Um, but due to their age and their kind of generation, social media is just so foreign to them. And especially they are of the generation that we do not air our dirty laundry. Right. right. So when right. I first started talking about my infertility and when I talked about losing a son, oh, she mm-hmm. sat me down and said, what are you doing? We don't talk about that. So a especially to put it on the internet, she has had a lot of problems with it, uh, which is made for great fodder for me, you know, when I'm talking to people. But it, it's been really interesting. I mean, to this day, my dad says, I mean, on New Year's Day, we go over, we had lunch with my parents. And my dad said, now, are y'all praying about this year? Maybe, maybe getting a, a job? A, a... <laughs> David and I are like, no, no. No, no, we're good. We're good. Because they don't think what you do is a job. They don't think it's real. They think it can just be done in your downtime, um, that it should be a hobby. But you you can't have a hobby when you have almost 500,000 followers and you are speaking and traveling and writing. And, you know, it's a job for me. And I love my job. I know you do. Now, uh, David being an attorney, so he still really could, you know, hang a shingle out if he wanted mm-hmm. to, but you all have devoted your life to Rise and Ratke. And let's talk about your social media platforms because pimp it, sister. I mean, <laughs> pandemic's been hard for everybody, especially those of us that make a living talking and doing and, mm-hmm. you know, spinning plates. So I'm sure 2020, I'm sure that 2020 tax return is going to be about this big. Absolutely. Because the hey, 2019 Lisa, was this big. Yeah. Do you, do you travel and speak as well? I don't, I stay here, but I have a lot of clients that I do TV work, radio work, podcast work and stuff. And they all, you know, almost shuttered their doors. So I wasn't able to do, I, I say this because my accountant needed something for the first of the year for my taxes. And he was like, Whoa, where's the rest (laughs) of it? And I go, that's it. That's it. Well, I was going to ask you, the reason I asked is because what did your what did your 2020 look like? Well, my 2020, for one thing, um, and and this is in all honesty, Enneagram 7, it was dark. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a dark time to be told to stay in my home and not do things. My clients that I have, that I, I have some that I do TV work for every week in March, they said, we're shutting her down. And mm-hmm. I had another client. And so those are my outlets to see people, to laugh. I mean, I wake up wondering, what can I laugh about today? What, mm. Where can I have fun? So that was no fun. So financially, it was a bust. Emotionally, it was very challenging. But because in Enneagram 7s, I hate to keep going to that, but it's just the way we're wired. We'll look for fun. We'll yeah. find fun. And so mine, that's when I said, all right, I've been a radio TV broadcaster for 35 years and people have asked me, please start a podcast. So I pulled the trigger because mm-hmm. I did it selfishly, Melissa, for me. So yeah. I could, so I could have fun. So I noticed that you all then started taking your time and doing your morning rise and Ratke, right? and doing a subscription service. So tell me about that. Well, it- it's kind of like you. Everybody told you to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we just, we couldn't, I couldn't, I lost every date. I'm a public speaker. That's probably one of my first loves is I'm a public speaker. I lost every single date. And I will say that 2020 was packed for dates for me. And mm-hmm. I lost every one of them. And so I, as a, as a seven, I wanted to talk and I had nobody to talk to. So we started <laughs> talking online. We mm-hmm. would just do a Facebook live or an Instagram live. And mm-hmm. People kept coming and they kept showing up. And suddenly we had thousands, thousands of people, not just watching it um, when it went live, but watching it on replay. So we would go to bed at night and 55,000 people would have watched our morning show. Um, but right, I'd say towards the middle of 2020, we just said, uh, we're doing this for free, but we've lost so much income. Could we do this and people follow us? And they did not thousands and thousands, of course, but we offer what we call the Radke family membership. And that means that every single morning, Monday through Friday, every single weekday morning, you get a rise in Radke. You can watch that later on the app. You can watch it live on Facebook. You can watch it on replay. We do really fun things with them once a month. We'll have a Zoom call and do cool things. And I also have a podcast called Streamer. That's with an H. So stream yeah. her. We're going to discuss that in a minute because of you, I watched the lie and my life was changed. But we'll di- <laughs> we'll discuss that in a minute because okay, okay. The, little, the little girl who is in the act is so amazing yes. as the girl. Uh, we'll discuss so in a minute. Okay. But, but that's, I do the streamer podcast. I record it, but I do it live for the family. So, so becoming a part of this, it's $8.99 a month. I mean, that's like I a mean, number one. the low, low price of. That's a, that is a number one meal at a mac and cheese at Chick-fil-A. Okay, now um, I'm putting this in the show notes too. So people, okay. I'm si- in fact, I'm signing up today. I will be oh. your <laughs> one millionth subscriber for $8.99 a month. What a deal. Yeah, it, it, it's gone so well. But Lisa, I'm not kidding you. I'm telling you, David and I could leave that community tomorrow and they would still go on. And that's how you know you have built something successful. They don't need us anymore. We are the cherry on the top for them. They have met friends. They had Orbit Exchange. These are people from the UK and Germany and Nevada and New Jersey and Texas. <laughs> are those different and, countries? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I, think Got it. So. I think I said that right. <laughs> um, it's just been so good to watch. Awesome. And I said, David. This is because everyone lost community. Uh Everybody lost it in 2020. Uh And we found a way to have it. And that's what everybody was looking for. I think we tapped into something and I'm really proud of it. Good for you. I'll definitely put that in the show notes. So tell me about your day. You wake up, you have these two kids who have great names, Rocco... And Remy. And Remy. Great names. Rocco Radke and Remy Radke. (laughs) Oh, I... They sound like the future YouTube singing sensation stars that's going to be on America's Got Talent. I love it. So you wake up. Um, are your kids, do they go to a, a physical school or do they have to do it from home? Nope. They go to a little public school here um, in our in our town. Um, so you're wanting to know like what my day is? Yeah. What's your, what's your day like? So you wake up. Um, are you, is it crazy? The hustle and bustle? Are you checking? First thing I do is check my device. I see if... What happened in the world that I need to know about? Well, first of all, hi, I'm Melissa Radke, and I wake up in a new world every single day, every day. (laughs) Right. I mean, I don't remember what I have. It is written on a calendar on my wall, on my phone, and on a calendar I keep on my nightstand. I still don't know what's going on. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't wear pants if I wasn't married to David Radke. 
And I'm not even entirely sure I have them on now. And you don't know. You can I only see no my idea. hair. I have no idea. I wake up in the mornings and we've really started trying to start our year off right, waking up and having some prayer time for our business and and what it is we're doing and trying to get focused that way. Um, Then the kids are up and it's a mad house, even though there's two of them, it sounds like there's eight of them. Um, Rocco's 12 and he's suddenly into girls. Remy's 14 and she's uh, in a retainer. That's enough right there is enough drama to last a lifetime. Um, we get them off to school and then we come back and we do Rise and Radke at nine. That usually goes till about 945. I have a, you said the first thing you do is look on your phone. I actually, I wish I could show you. I don't know where my phone is. Uh, it says on my phone when you uh, click it open, it says no social media. And that is my, um, I'm keeping that on my phone just for the, the first month of the year. You are discipline. I'm That's not. really I'm good. trying to be. That's impressive because the thing about sevens, we try all the things. We want to know all the things where we're usually in the middle of it all. Yeah. So for for you to have that discipline to say, you know what, I'm going to disconnect. Good for you. I don't just want to know what I'm doing that day. I want to know what you're doing and I want to see pictures of it. I mean, I'm Mrs. Kravitz. I want to know what my neighbors are. I'm so nosy. Nobody ever knows who I'm talking about when I say that. I'm so glad you just referenced her. Because I'm OLD. So, yeah, I would know. Um, So you're the person then that starts reading through Genesis. And you're probably already at Genesis 21 because we're uh, or Genesis 20 because we're on the 20th day of the month. Let me tell you something. I start my Bible over every year, and I don't think I've ever made it past the second book. <laughs> somewhere, around, somewhere around March, I'm like, Lord, just be with me because I got to put this down. I can't, I can't March, girl, I don't make it to February, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> this is the year I'm going to do it. Oh, okay, um, so you you got you've got Rise and Ratke, and then are you are you trying to get back dates? Because I'll go to your event because I've had the coronavirus, and I'll I'll wear a mask <sighs> if everybody wants me to. But oh my gosh. I want to go to things. I want to speak so badly. I really like people. I mean, they can be the worst for sure, but they can also be so great. And I love audience reaction and I love to make people laugh and I miss it, man. I really miss it. So I don't have that to do right now. So after Rising Radke, I go in my office and I shut the door and I try my best to write. I, I wrote a book in 2017 that came out in 2018, but it's time. Wait, I had, what's the one about the cake that I read? Eat Cake, Be Brave. Yeah, that one. I've read that one. Yeah, and I'm, I know, but it's been a while and I'm ready to write the second oh. one. So I'm working on the, the proposal for that. And that's going to be called Chicken Fried Women. And um, that's so, so funny. I, th- I thought about doing a murder series called Chicken Fried Homicide. But I, please already, don't do it until my book comes out. Please just give me this, Lisa. Okay. No, no. Well, I've already pitched it. I have a network I'm working with. And you um, already pitched the word chicken fried. I'm going to kill you. Chicken fried homicide. But it's so awesome. They And then I said, they go, well, we're not sure about that. And I said, what about double wide homicide? <laughs> oh, my God. I can it was totally a, star in that. It, it's about Arkansas murders. I can say... I, I was on a little TV show a couple of months ago. Don't act like you don't know that I was on Investigation Discovery, Twisted Sisters. Chloe Kardashian tweeted out my image because I was speaking. I was the reporter on the case. You're not that, you're kidding. I did not know this. No, I totally did it. I totally can't have it. Inst- Investigation Discovery on in my house. My daughter says it scares her. So I didn't know. 
Oh, I love my husband will come in going another murder mystery. I go, <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh, I've got to yeah. look you up on there. Yeah. Oh, I'll send you the link. Because, okay, 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 okay. Because the network then came to me and said, let's do something. Let's do something Southern. So I said, chicken fried homicide or double fried homicide. They kind of didn't get it. I love it, Lisa. What? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you write an episode. We're Southerners. We get it. I'm going to help you write an episode. It's going to be okay. wonderful. They're going to love you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, enough about me. I didn't mean to do that at all. It's just that I'm saying- No, I love it. I, I feel the connection of the uh, chicken fried. Absolutely. So, so you're working on your book mm-hmm. and then uh, are, this is what I want to know. Please tell me, are people booking dates yet? No. I'm starting to take it personally. <laughs> I can't take it. I, I, I mean, emotionally, I can't. People start going to stuff. When are they going to start going to stuff? I don't know. If we have a vaccine. I Can know. we not I congregate? I don't know. I mean, I think that probably here in Texas, I'm I'm a little bit more, uh, I get out more, you know, but I think that there are some states that just don't. And so I don't want to, I don't want to talk ill of them, but I, I'm, I'm sick of it. We will after the broadcast then, because <laughs> one thing I like about you, you're not political. You're not mm-hmm. talking about political yes. and I'm not either. I know. Icky. Yuck. Right. 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 So and I don't want to talk honestly, about it. It's not because I don't have feelings about it. It's not because I didn't vote. And it's not because I don't care. I just, uh, I'm going to run in my lane. And that's not my lane. So I'll let other people do it. Not my lane. So growing up um, with your sense of humor and all that, did you not think that someday you were going to be on a sitcom in LA doing that? You thought more of the performing arts, uh, vocal performing arts. Why didn't you think comedy was your in your future? I never thought that. I never, ever thought that. Um, Did you know you were funny? I knew I was funny, um, but I didn't know that I was uh, able to make it funny. You know, like like you could go somewhere with that, kid. I never thought that. Your parents parents didn't sit around like smoking a cigarette, having a gin and tonic going, honey, tell us another funny one. (laughs) Absolutely not. My parents (laughs) sat around with a sweet tea and said, go to your room and shut up. We've had enough. And you, you were like, I just want to watch Charlie's Angels one more episode and that's it. That's what I would beg my parents because yeah. they would do, they'd say, honey, mine were, where I was smoking and drinking. They'd go, honey, you're in front of the TV. Get out of yeah. the way. I'd go, but I've got another funny thing to say. <laughs> no, I, I sometimes never, didn't appreciate it. I never thought I could do comedy. And, but it just kept, once I got on the internet and all this started happening with social media and uh, it, that kind of kept following me around. Honestly, you want to know my dream. I have a dream. I want to have a show. I loved doing the Radkeys on USA. I had no problem with that. It didn't necessarily, some of it didn't fit me quite right. Once it was edited and it came out, it didn't fit. It It felt a little bit like I was wearing the right shoes on the wrong feet. Okay. Well, there's nothing real about reality television. It's all scripted. That's for sure. And okay. okay and, so and, and I have a problem with fit that. You. Yeah. I can see that. I, I didn't like that. And I didn't know, and I didn't know that. Now they can't, they can't make me, and it was incredibly nice people that I worked with, by the way, but they can't make me say things in my car when I'm talking to my family. That's pretty real. It was the sit down, look at the camera stuff that didn't feel natural to me. Um, But my dream is to do what Ray Romano did. My dream is to have a show that I star in based off of the comedy of my growing up in a Southern family. 
um, where they don't knock before they walk in, where my parents want me to get a real job. I mean, that's really what I would love to do. But yeah, have you started pinning some of that, writing it down, getting the scripts ready? Is there, do you have someone, do you have an agent who can pitch that for you? Because let's just- I'm an incredible agent in Beverly Hills. She's wonderful okay. and she's a go-getter. And I was really flabbergasted when she called and we got to work together. But I don't have anything to pitch because I don't know how to even begin to do that kind of thing. It's like speaking a foreign language to me. I, I don't know how to do it. And I don't think that they're going to be interested in a little girl from East Texas that's like plus size and has facial chin hairs. <laughs> Well, I can get rid of that for you right now. I've got really good, the tweezer man tweezer is really good. Okay. But don't get the 10X mirror because you get the 10X mirror, then you see everything and then you'll be in there doing surgery. I got surgery. the 10X mirror and then I ended up coloring my hair. I was so depressed. Yeah. I didn't know, see? Lisa. Uh, uh, the you 10X didn't tell mirror. me. <laughs> it's a doozy. Um, so I think in while you're reading, you're uh, still in Genesis, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to read the Bible every day, just sit down and maybe write down about 15 minutes worth of chat fodder of things that you remember. And somebody somewhere is going to write that into a story because here's the deal. I'm tired of looking at perfect Kardashians. I want to see a woman with chin hair wow. and, and who colored her hair brown in East Texas, who's going to the Sonic drive through Right. I think so, too. I think that I can create a scripted, very funny show um, that the whole family can watch. I think we're hungry for that. I think Middle America would love that. So I think that I I think I have something here Um, in my mind. I've cast it. (laughs) You know how you do. So, oh, who's going to play me? Will Ferrell or Tina Fey? (laughs) What makes you think you're going to be in it? You're going to have to get a lot further than Genesis. (laughs) <laughs> all right forget it uh, I, I got bored somewhere in one of the other chapters you can um, play hey you could play my melba okay my, let's, melba Joy. let's talk let's talk about her she's one of my favorite characters on your show she's filthy you Does could play she her know Lisa. she's funny no because we've told her her whole life that she wasn't and no i'm not kidding you we've when the show said they came down they looked at mom my family and they said we love aunt melba we literally went, y'all do? <laughs> My dad said, you know, it's Hollywood's messed up when they want to put Melba on TV. I mean, we've never thought she was funny. We've always just thought she was dirty. <laughs> Perverted. I, I love her. Hey, it plays. So, I love her. She's awesome. She's great. Okay. So streamer has been kind of quiet recently. I know. Yeah. I you got to get her back up. I know. Because uh-huh. let's talk. I haven't dived into Bridgerton yet, which is, it's some type of, it's like if the crown had porn, I mean, people are going crazy over it. They're like, you can't watch with your children. You can't even watch with your husband. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. Oh my, I I haven't started it either. Yeah. So I haven't done that, but I will tell you, I got a few, I I keep a list. Okay. And after I I would listen, after I would listen to your because during pandemic, what I would do is I would walk the streets, the, the hard scrabble streets of Little Rock, Arkansas, <laughs> and I would I would have my uh, earbuds in and I would listen to your streamer writing down things of what to watch. Okay. And so that's how I got the lie. Okay. I loved it. I loved it. Do you know, this is what makes me mad at the world. Rotten Tomatoes, don't believe them. Oh, They're I a bunch them. of stick in the mud, hoity-toity. Some Movie type critics. Of 
Yes, who gave it like 49%. But that's and, because they don't, th- that, I think they're just so critical and they, they view everything with this critical eye, but we are just home with our dogs and we want entertainment. You know what I mean? Like We're hungry, as we say in yeah. the South. We're hungry. Okay. Have you seen The Flight Attendant with Kaylee Kuoko? Okay. I'm ha- I'm, um, I think I have two episodes left. Tell me nothing. <laughs> Tell me nothing. I, lo- I would never. She, But she's criminally insane and I love her. <laughs> so here's the thing about the flight attendant. First of all, HBO Max might be one of my favorite streaming services right now. I totally. think they put out incredible content. I just I, get them for their documentaries alone for Pete's sake. But I, I love don't find any redeeming value in her character. I don't no. like that character. My husband's so mad at her yelling at the TV. She's an idiot. But she's he's like, let's watch the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, the Bee Gees. What? Oh my gosh, girl. You girl. watch that? I'd watch it again right now. If we could stop and bring a TV in here, I'd watch it again. I didn't grow up listening to them, so I don't I, you, I wasn't interested. I I I made fun of them growing up because I was like a Beatles fan and then Van Halen. Mm-hmm. I loved every moment. They are the backbone of a lot of our music and cultural some things culturally, they blame the death of disco on them. And I can almost cry about it now. It was really so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, very, okay. very good. Good to know. That's HBO. Um, okay. There's something. Okay. The Paris Hilton bio we need to discuss. Very good. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tried to do the handmaid's tale, but, um, Blessed be the fruit and may the Lord open was just, it's just too much to watch. You're missing so that's, out. You are missing out. I'm telling you, please trust dif- me on this. It's difficult. It's very hard to watch, but man, is it good. It's so good. Yeah. I remember I'm here to laugh and have fun. There are no yucks, no yucks. <laughs> in, well, that's a in, yuck uh, for sure. <laughs> right. Handmaid's Tale. Um, I'm waiting for Dead to Me to get a season three. Yes. Oh, it's such a great, it's great, great, great. That is so good. Um, Their chemistry, those two actresses do not love them. They're fabulous. I I think they're great. And and talking about criminally insane, I love it. Netflix has Emily in Paris, which I've not watched it. So endearing. It was someone likened it to um, Sex in the City. It's not, I mean, there is a little. There's a minute there where you're like, honey, keep your legs closed. Just focus, <laughs> focus. But the first few episodes, she's just a darling girl who is in the States. I think she's in Chicago and has to go to Paris and she loves the city. And so there's a lot of it that's good. Have you seen The Imposters? It's a few years old. No, I've seen that advertised. The first season's good. The second season, jump the shark. Not good oh, at all. Oh, see? Okay, good to know. Okay, um... Oh, right. Right now, I'm obsessed. I'm totally obsessed. Showtime. Forget about Showtime. Uh, um, so help your me. Your Honor. Your oh, Honor. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that from me? Am I the one that told you that? Please give me no, credit. No, no, because you didn't have streamer. My last streamer with you, I thought, was the lie. Have you done a Your Honor streamer? Oh, I'm, I'm. I'm have to have done a Your Honor streamer. I've okay. done more since the lie. What's wrong? Maybe oh. David hasn't uploaded them. That's on him. But he's in trouble. Brian Cranston in Your Honor is mesmerizing. So here's the deal. He, I want to tell you. He's almost before, better than Breaking Bad. I can't get over. I can't believe it. Here's the deal, though. So there's only six episodes. 
I believe of it. No, uh, I think se- seven, the seventh, seventh drop Sunday. Yeah. Cause we're in January. We're recording this in January by the, well, you know what? I'm airing this on Tuesday because this episode is so important. We have to let the people of the world know about this. So by <laughs> then they will have episode eight, I think. I'm not good at math. I'm not either. But all I know is this. The fi- the finale comes on this Sunday night. And so we didn't watch last week's so that we can watch oh. two hours of it this week. So okay. we'll get two hours this Sunday night. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't email me. If my Do kids, you want me to, sh- I'll ship you a Xanax now. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It's a really great show. Um, it, it It's the show that we've decided now on our nightly, you know, TV date. We have to watch it like it's 6 PM. Cause uh-huh. if we watch it too close to bedtime, we're talking about it in yeah, bed. Yeah. We, I can't up. settle down. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lisa, you want to know something funny? Um, one of my favorite actresses of all time. And if I ever do a show based on my life, she would play my mother with hands down. And she she appeared on Your Honor is Margot Martindale. <gasps> Did you watch Sneaky Pete? No, I've never okay. watched that. Right. That, that's the first time I'd seen her. Watch Sneaky Pete on Amazon. Uh-huh. Fabulous. First time I'd ever seen her. And I could just chew her up. Oh, she'd totally be your mother. Oh, f- totally. Uh, season two of Justified. Go look up season two of Justified. She now, plays on it then. I have heard that Justify is good. Now, my favorite part of streamer, and this is your podcast that you do streaming and you're mm-hmm. her that's streaming, you give it uh, how many spanks? Right. <laughs> yes. It's because you it, go ahead and, and, and tell the nice folks listening why you give it the spanks. Well, um, because as we all know, spanks come in many forms. You can wear them as a shirt. You can wear them as a body th- suit. You can wear them as a bottoms, whatever. And sometimes if I'm speaking to large groups of people, I put on three, four, five spanks. But sometimes if I'm just down at the civic organization, if I'm breathe, hey, I'm like a sausage in its casing. Okay, that's exactly. But you know what? If I'm just talking down at the whatever, I'm gonna wear maybe two. And so so the VFW, the VFW and Lufkin gets two. The Carnegie Hall, the VFW and Lufkin may get a sweatsuit. I don't know, but I basically no bra, no bra. I base my shows off of how many spanks would I wear to watch the shows. And very few get five spanks. I'm not putting on five spanks for just everybody. I put on five spanks for A Marriage Story on Netflix. Oh, yeah, that was was good. Yeah, yeah. I got. I put on five for your honor. I put on five for your honor. But you Uh, know what? Totally. Some of them, I'm putting a, a Tyler Perry movie, a couple of those. I may be wearing one. I may be wearing one. I don't even, I don't even, I hadn't even watched them. There, I don't know why that's, I think There's, I've watched kids. every one of them because I adore him. Uh, but this is, the last few have been over the top and everybody's mad at me, but I don't like Outlander and I'm not going to watch it. People I'm not going to, it's, it's a zero spanks for me. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I didn't love is the whole Yellowstone thing. I kind of fell asleep. Yellowstone is so huge where I am. Everybody loves it. And they think I'm a nut because I'm like, Ugh, I, do. I just I couldn't do. get into it. Hey, I want to ask you one of my favorite discoveries. Apple TV. Mm. Love Apple TV. Oh, love Apple TV. The Servant. Oh, no, I haven't done that one. Lisa. Wait, because you know why? I was laughing with Ted Lasso. Oh. Have you seen Ted Lasso? Have I seen Ted Lasso? <laughs> I wore my Astros shirt over here because I was just in my office working, but I have a Ted Lasso shirt with his face on it. That's how much I love him. 
They're I'm starting loving season time. two right now. They started shooting it. it this week. But the servant is 30 minute episodes. They just aired season two. That okay. it's by M. Night Shyamalan, who gave us the sixth sense. That's okay. I just discussed with my husband. I go, I think we need to watch a ser- servant. And he goes, I don't know. It's about creepy. That. It is creepy, That's what but he it said, is so it's well M. done. What's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Everything so well done. Everything that guy does is good. All right, I'm putting that down. And this is okay. all in the show notes um, okay. for people listening right now. So um, here we are. It's almost, it's going to be spring in Texas before you know it. So what, what do you people plan to do if we're still pandemic-y? What do you do with your kids to entertain them? Do you go places? Do you have a pool you go to? Like, what's life like? Well, we have a pool in our backyard and we use it a lot. Um, and we have, you know, I know it's pandemic-y. And so I say this knowing full well, people are going to email us, but we have people <laughs> over and we, we really feel like if we're outside, you know, that that's safer. I let my kids have friends over and they, we live on, um, about 13 acres here in East Texas. And this past spring, we let all the boys set up a big, huge tent on one side of the field and all the girls set up a big, huge tent on the other. And they rode four wheelers and they played. And um, we really like to have a house that is open to people. We have an open door policy, anybody at any time. And that's kind of how we live our lives. And I wouldn't change a thing. I have a loud, southern, obnoxious family. They're here all the time. But that's what our spring looks like. Um, we are going skiing in March for the very first time. I'm oh. not gonna hit. I'm not going to hit the slopes. I have no desire. I'd like to keep my knees and they'd like to stay with me. I'm the same way. I've got to the age where I think, you know what, I'll go and go get the hot toddy at the end of the day. That's right. And I, you know, I'll be worn out from walking to there from the, wherever yeah. I was. And the I'll find a hot chocolate and a hot tub with my name on it and I'm good to go. Now, um, because of your pristine kind of high moral, I'm trying to think, not just opinion, but. I, I was um, going to say, are you using and, the words high and moral with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, okay. because. Christian um, roots. You love the Lord. Do you people drink? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't. My husband, lo- I mean, yeah, there's a couple of bottles okay. of wine and some bourbon good. right behind me. All right, good. I am actually not a drinker at all. It has really? zero to do with religion and everything to do with I'm cheap. And I don't know why you would buy a martini when you could get potato skins. I cannot oh. figure out for the life of me. If I'm going to spend $11, it's going to be on cheese sticks. Okay. okay. All right. But All also, right. I just can't get a taste for it. Um, but yeah, my husband's a big wine drinker. Uh, and so we, yeah, we are religious, but we, that's a good way to put it. I'm going to say that we are, we are Christian, but we are not religious. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. Like legalistic. Well, the- the Pharisees were religious. Yeah. And, um, look and what Jesus not. said. Yeah. Not a real <laughs> popular place to be uh, a Pharisee. So what do you like to spend your money on? So at a time when you all were doing great, you were living high in the hog, 2020, of course, you know, mm-hmm. RIP with our incomes. <laughs> then what do you like to indulge on? What are besides potato skins? But yeah. do you like to travel? Do you like do you like jewelry? Do you like clothing? Do you like makeup? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I don't like, I'm not a big jewelry person. I love a good set of earrings because I think they throw off the chubby cheeks. Um, but other than that, I, I, I don't, I don't have on any rings today and that's never the case. I don't, I don't pamper myself with nails and pedicures very often. Um, I like a good massage every once in a blue moon. But honestly, if I had a lot of money, what I, w- I mean, I don't have any right now. So but I, can't, I can't tell you, right. but I, I love to travel. And I really, so here's the deal. I, up until last February of 2020, um, I had no stamps in my passport. 
None. And in 2020, I went on a Compassion International trip to Honduras. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. David didn't tell me that it was the murder capital of the world or I might not have gone. Um, Also, I wasn't sex trafficked and I was very offended by that. Don't they walk the streets like with Uzis and AK-47s? They absolutely do. And nobody tried to throw me in a van and take me anywhere. So I kind of offended the entire trip. But I know. I understand. But I had no stamp in my passport, and I don't want my kids to grow up like that. I want them to see the world, and I don't want them to see the real Carltons of the world. I just want them to see the world, right? I just want them to have experiences. So if I had a lot of money to spend, it would be on beauty products and traveling. That's what I would love. Okay, so what beauty products do you love? Because I can't have my got beach. time. You I, ain't got time, girl. Bring it. <laughs> Okay, first of all, are you a are you one of those women that's like I am Clinique throughout? I'm Clinique from head to toe, or you're a little bit of everything? I'm a hussy. I'm a makeup hussy. I am too. I, I love the Surratt uh, blush, but today I've got the Lipstick Queen lipstick. I've got the fake lashes from uh, thyroid. My thyroid died. My lashes didn't do so well, so I've got the fake the Lily lashes. I highly recommend. Okay. Um, I've had the microblading from my eyebrows. My eyebrows are microbladed too. Which, yes, I love that. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I have, I mean, do you have a minute? I have several <laughs> medical conditions. <laughs> One thyroid, but I also have vitiligo, the disease Michael Jackson wished he had. So, what is um, that? For, it's just, you know, where you lose pigment. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Until I showed you, I shouldn't have done it. And because we can see each other, thankfully, the radio listening ear or the podcast listening ears don't. But when I do my TV commercials, I have to cover it with Dermablend, which yeah. is the the big guns. I yeah, that is. The big guns to cover all this. So I'm saying I know all the makeup. So yeah, you tell me what you, what you love. Well, what's your foundation? What do you use? Well, um, because of vitiligo, I used, I have to use the big stuff from Becca Cosmetics, but if it were just a day where I'm just running around town, by Terry, hmm. by Terry, she is the lady who made the YSL Tushy Claw Clicker. Yeah. Remember in 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, we would do the little click, click Tushy Claw and it was a, a concealer. Well, Terry took her cute little self and made a whole cosmetic line and it kind of smells like roses because I'm bougie like that. Uh-huh. And so her by Terry foundation is good for women over the age of 29 because it doesn't get in your line. So I really love that. What do you got? Well, I'm a Charlotte Tilbury fan. And I love Charlotte Tilbury too. So I've I've recently started with Charlotte Tilbury. Now here's the deal. I, I don't wear a ton of makeup. For some reason, the lighting, I don't know if David didn't pull the lights close, but I look green right now. So I'm glad no, they you don't can't look green, see me. but you look like you've got eye makeup on and all. So I do, but I look I look a little different, like darker or green. I don't know. But anyway, um, I don't wear a ton. Um, in fact, during the summer, I barely wear any. I am a I am religious with my skincare. So I actually, you know, I have pretty good skin. And so I try to not beautiful skin, clog it up a whole lot. Um, and then the summer I'll just use, I use makeup forever. Uh, the, the powder that you just put on and I just kind of go right. So I'm a believer in lashes, lips, and a little bit of, a little bit of sun on your face. Oh, that's good. That's but, good. Um, but if I'm if I'm speaking somewhere, I'm going out to dinner mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a Charlotte Tilbury girl. But like you, I mean, I'm a you call it Huda or Huda Beauty, H U D A. How do you say that? Oh, 
Uh-huh. But I'm her eyes. Mm-hmm. I like all of her palettes for her eyes. Yeah. Um, I'm still to this day trying to find a concealer that doesn't cake under my eyes. I'm sick of all the tips and tricks. It doesn't work on me. You know, it just gets a little bit cakey. So I'm trying a new one right now. Uh, so I'm just different all over my face. But um, I'm religious at night with my Peter Thomas Roth. So that's really You're what is that? Okay. that has upped my game. I went to my dermatologist a few months back and she said, Melissa, you are over 40. You need a glycolic cleanser. Go find the best there is. Um, that's probably not the best there is. But I like it. I use that. I use their toner and I use their, it's called Peptide 21. Use that on my face. That's like a holy grail for me. And then I use my prescription Retin-A. So I keep my skin looking good. So I don't always make it, you know. Well, it's still our moneymaker. I mean, whether we say that we're doing podcasts or not, now we're in, everything's a visual medium. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because there's always someone with a camera. There's always someone with a Facebook Live. So you, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, preach that all the time. Keep, take care of your skin. Don't mm-hmm. smoke, drink lots right. of water because if you drink, this is what happened. I, I realized too, as you, if you drink the hooch as you age, <laughs> it shows on your skin, you know, and it makes you puffy you and all so? that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll start, you'll tell, you can be able to tell your friends at your 30th class reunion are like, huh? So what's your, what red wine are you drinking? Because well, oh, really? Well, I will fast. tell you this. Um, and you didn't ask me this question. So I hope I'm not just kind of like going off on a little path, but you say that path. you saying that about kind of your face inflamed. Um, one of the things I didn't have a chance to mention yet. And I wanted to make sure that your listeners know is that I, I write an article uh, that comes out twice a week. It's completely and utterly free. Have you heard about where is it? Okay. Have you heard about this yet? Okay. So I love to write and I'm a writer from way back. And years ago, years ago, when blogging was first coming into existence, I lived in Tennessee. I had a little bitty baby. She was probably two months old and I had no outside activity in my life, adult activity. So I started writing a blog and I got up to about 1500 readers, you know, but then we moved to Texas. And when we did, I'll just let my blog go and I quit doing it. So a couple of months ago, I told David, I'm ready to start doing that again. Today, we have about 27,000 subscribers to this article and it comes out twice a week and it's called Stretch Marks. And you just subscribe to it. That's all you do. But I wrote an article. So Stretch Marks is about all things women. I deal with cankles, estrogen, thyroid issues, false eyelashes, you name it. That's what we talk about. But a couple of months ago, back, it was just in 2020. So about November or December, I wrote an article that this was going to be my year of health. I want to lose weight. And I wrote an article called Burning Your Boats. And I told the story about the explorer who went into, he was going to take Mexico and he, and he pulled up all of his men in their boats. They got off to, to invade the island, right? right. And um, he, as they all got off, they turned around and he had burnt all of their boats. And they said, what are you doing? And he said, I want us to not have anything to run back to. Like, we have to make this work. There's no alternative. Yeah. And that's, I told, I told everyone on my subscriber list, I said, that's what I'm doing. And if you want to burn your boat, come with me, but this is my year. And I'm not, I'm not looking back. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to see my daughter walk down the aisle, right? I'm going to play with my grandkids. 
And although I'm a healthy person, I'm not as healthy as I could be. My weight has held me back for a long time. And so in that article, at the very end of the article, it says, my name is Melissa Radke. In 2021, I want to lose 93 pounds. I am burning my boats. And I sent it out to 25,000 people. Lisa, I have nowhere to go but to take the island. I have nowhere to go but to win. I mean, I'm doing it on a stage now. You know, I can't. I did that for, for, I did that on purpose. But Lisa, thousands and thousands and thousands of women have signed up and said, my name is Cheryl. I live in Arizona. I have 50 pounds to lose. I'm burning my boats. My name is Pamela. I'm an alcoholic. This year, I'm burning my boats. Wow. I mean, I am. My name is Chrissy. I go to the University of Texas. I've been an anorexic. I don't want to be anymore. I'm burning my boats. I'm not kidding you. It gives me chills, but I don't care if you're starting a business or you're trying marriage counseling or to, to save your marriage or you are sick of binging and purging. Burn your freaking boats. Let's do this together. And you can sign up on my website to just follow stretch marks to get it in your inbox and walk this out with me. What is your strategy then? It sound, now that your boat is burned, what is your weight loss strategy to lose the 93 pounds? That's a hefty, pardon the pun, that's a lofty goal. Yeah. I don't know because I have had so many people write and tell me what I should do. And I actually had to ask people to stop doing that because um, some people are going to do Weight Watchers and it's going to be great for them. And some people are going to do Atkins and it's going to be great for them. Right. But I'm going to do me and it's going to be great for me. So the first thing I did on January the 4th was I began a 21 day fast. It's called the Daniel fast. Oh, sure. And I dedicated it to my health and to my God. And I said, God, for 21 days, I'm going to give you my body. I'm going to uh, take out sugar and processed foods and meat and fish and dairy. And I've stuck to it. I've never, I've never slept. I've never made a mistake. Wow. And And you're almost at 21 days. Sunday will be 21 days. And I hope that that God accepts this as a as a form of obedience and submission to him. Right. Because I'm Mm going to need help. And even though I have so many followers who are not the least bit interested in Christ and I have Muslim followers and followers of all kinds of and they worship in a million different ways or they don't worship at all. They're all welcome to come on this journey with me. And I said, but you have to know I am a person of faith and I'm going to have to cling to that like never before this year. So pardon me while I talk about it openly. And they all wrote back and said, I won't ever step foot in a church again, but I'm going to let you talk about it as much as you want to, you know? Um, And so they're letting me be me. And when, when Sunday comes, when I wake up Monday morning, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do low carb. I don't know if I'll do intuitive eating. I don't know. I know that I want to do intermittent fasting. That will definitely be something I do. What do you do for that? Uh, this is my fourth year for intermittent fasting. I started in November of 2017 when my son came home from college and said, hey, do you know about this way, this intermittent fasting? And I said, well, if you're suggesting it to me, you won't see your next birthday. You know, like... <laughs> our, I was like, back off. He goes, no, I'm telling you because it's a health plan with a side effect of weight loss. Oh, wow. So he told me that day. It was the day after Thanksgiving I started. I've never looked back. I've never skipped a day. And so I- What are your hours? 
in the beginning, I had a six hour eating window because okay. that's a good, that was for me. Again, for me, it was a good place to start. Then some days would be a four hour window because your metabolism sometimes needs to wake up. I'm doing an up day, down day approach this week. Okay. And that's, it's called alternate day fasting. So today's a day I'll have 500 calories. I'll have a protein shake and I had some bone broth. I do that because remember I have those health conditions. Mm -hmm. It helps my thyroid and stuff. And then tomorrow I'll have an up day where I'll, Actually, you burn more calories and you help your metabolism on days where you increase your calories. So tomorrow is an unlimited day. I'll eat anything I want to eat. I have cut out gluten because I feel better off gluten. I'm sad about it because Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm sad because sugar makes me feel bad. I'm sad because alcohol makes me feel bad. But it's age, season of life, all those things. And so I have to find other things. But I trust me, I'll get the calories in. I'm gifted like Mm -hmm. that. But, and then the next day I'll go back to a 500 calorie day. But again, I've been doing this, Melissa, this again, started my fourth year yeah. in 20, in, on November of 2020, start, started my fourth year. So I'm kind of a seasoned pro on it. And I, I really listen to my body and I never, I don't even get on a scale. I go by what my clothes feel like. Well, can I, I ask well, you a I, question? Yeah, ask me anything. Okay. Why do you do 500 calories and a protein shake and, and not just fast, just like just water. I have, I have, um, because I'm a big wimp and I start feeling sorry for myself because there's a man in there who will eat something and I'm in here going, but I want to eat something. (laughs) I have done 40 hour fasts during this. He would back when there was a world, he traveled, my husband, I'm pointing like you can see him, but he would travel. So it'd be easy. The best thing to do is stay busy, busy, busy on a fast day. The people who are most successful do a fast day and then they do an eating day. Mm-hmm. Wimps do 500 calories yeah. on, they do a low calorie day. The important thing, the key to success is the up day in getting a lot of calories to upregulate your metabolism. Okay. You, you hurt your metabolism when you go, I can only have 1200 calories. You're hurting your metabolism, you're hurting your hormones. I can just tell you that. I'm really? Just you that. I know that. I've done the science. I've done all the research. I've got my PhD in thyroids and fasting. Okay. And so you, you really- Wait, okay. You, so repeat that. What is the no-no? What is the biggest no-no that you you said you hurt your metabolism? You hurt met- your metabolism when you restrict calories. When you say, I'm only having 1,200 calories okay. a day. Because you know what? Your body might need 1,500 and your body does think, it does work for about 10 minutes or 10 months. But although this is what they said, do you notice the people, you notice there was never a reunion show for The Biggest Loser? Never. Wow. Because remember, they downregulated their metabolism for so long. Your body can do it because we are fearfully and wonderfully made, right? So your body can do it for a certain amount of time. And then your body, it's called the Minnesota starvation diet from the 50s or 60s. Look it up. Then your body starts looking for food. You might eat your phone. You know, you're so hungry if you downregulate and keep your calories restricted. What you're doing now is taking the wet rag and you're wringing out impurities. You're cleaning, you're cleaning your gut, you're improving your gut health. Improve your gut health, then you upregulate your metabolism. You have to get out. Some people have to, they can't eat seed oils, so they can't have corn oil, but they can't have avocado oil because some of those are obesogens. Mm-hmm. They promote obesity. Wow. The things I... You're like, you mean people at the grocery store selling me this? Yeah, they have genetically modified things. I mean, 
So I, I've just done a lot of research into why some people why some people weigh more, and they'll swear to you, "This is all I eat." I believe them. Wow. It's because of what their it's what their hormones do. But intermittent fasting has changed my life. Food is not an idol to me. I never think about it until it's time to eat. And so today you're encouraging me. I'm just going to drink my unsweetened iced tea all day. I'm going to see how long I can go. And, and I didn't mean no, to ask that accusatory. No, I'm seriously no. learning this. It's a challenge for me that I can do it. I mean, I clearly have enough fat. Any, all of us do, <laughs> yeah. but I clearly have enough for my body to use. That's what intermittent fasting does. It forces your body to burn stored fat for fuel <laughs> when there's nothing coming in but unsweet, iced tea, black coffee, or water. Well, I don't so think you do. I think I've you're. Heard. I think you're a beautiful. Well, I, thank you, thank you. I just um, I, I stop eating at eight. I start eating at noon again, Good. and then um, my goal is to eventually stop eating at eight and start eating at two, and then stop eating at eight and start eating at four. You know, um, you will. But I'm just kind of being patient with myself. So intermittent fasting is one thing I know I'm going to do, but what I'm going to do within that eating window, I don't know. That's why I'm really interested in that. Off day, up day, low day, up day. I'm really interested yeah. in that. So that's why I ask questions. But Okay, I'll, I'll send that to you. And it's called alternate day fasting. There are groups that can help you with that. Some people do 500 calorie a day. A lot of people don't because they because you reach autophagy. Autophagy is the magical time yep. in your mm-hmm. day where your body cleans out old cancer cells, sick cells, and fat cells. <laughs> so you, you burn more fat once you've reached autophagy, which is about hour 18 or 19. It's different for everybody. So... It's just something that's really changed my life. Well, I um, I, th- I think that this is a really crazy thing I'm doing. I think it feels like I'm walking naked on stage in front of thousands of people and uh, to be vulnerable and to give that. You know, I already had women say um, 93 pounds is way too much to lose. Well, I'm thicker than you think, number one. But also <laughs> what I did was I went to a time in my mind when I felt my best and I thought I looked beautiful. And that was 93 pounds ago. And I know what that number is. And I know what that pant size is. And I can promise you, I'm still going to be a thick girl, but I'm going to feel like I felt then. And that was a beautiful time for me. And um, so I don't, I'm going to do this in front of the world. And I hope everybody will follow me um, and we can help each other. But I tell you what, if I have to become famous for losing weight in front of everybody, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, hey, I've gained it in front of them. What's wrong with losing it in front of them? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, look at Adele, look at Oprah. You know, they all got famous at that point. Okay. We're going to wrap things up. How many spanks would you give this podcast? I've done a lot of podcasts and I've done a lot of one spanksers. I am not going to lie. And this was a two. <laughs> <laughs> would that be the bralette and the, the tights? That'd be two girdles. Nothing on the top. Two girdles. This was a five for sure. I don't, you know, here's the deal. They all, most of the ones I do have agendas. Like we're going to talk about infertility. We're going to talk about your book. But this was just like all over the place. And I can do that for days. Right. David asked me, he said, now, do you have a particular topic? I went, no, whatever I'm thinking about at that moment. Absolutely. 
I don't know. Well, you are so endearing, so likable, affable, delightful, and talented. And uh, my favorite thing about you, I have this requirement for my friends, is that they love their husbands. Oh. I love women who love their husbands. Then you I must love, love me. Then you must love me. I do. Because I, I adore me some David Radke. I, I know you do. And I adore my husband. Now, there are days I'm going to kill him uh-huh. and, you know, stuff him in the trunk. But- not off. Only it's if we argue about the thermostat. Our big thing, we have to go to counseling, we say, because we're going to argue about the thermostat because I like it cooler because <laughs> I'm postmenopausal. <laughs> so, but uh, I love women who love their husbands and love their family. And that is such a likable quality about you. So well, thank, thank you. you. Godspeed. I'll put all the, everything we talked about in the show notes, totally uh, subscribing today to Rat Key Family Membership. And <laughs> I hope I get a sash and a crown. So I know. Me too. Me too. Get yeah, live. Right, right. I, I know can't it's wait che- to see. I know it's cheesy to say, you know, we, everybody ends with, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight. But <laughs> honestly, like I, I really enjoyed this. I haven't got to do it a lot this past year. So thank you so much for asking me to do it. And I'll come on anytime. Your viewers are going to ask for me back. I'll come back. I know they are. I okay. know they are. Uh, again, because Enneagram 7s, we have to see the outside world. Mm-hmm. And and really what in the beginning of the pandemic, remember, they were like, we'll just have a Zoom call happy hour. That wasn't getting it for me. I I need to rub flesh with people. That's right. I need to touch them and smell them. I am not going to play Yahtzee with you on Zoom. That is not going to play. No. (laughs) Right. right. Hey, I want to ask you, who was one of your uh, five Spanx interviews? Um, you're definitely one of them. Oh, I know. You're, you're definitely Thank up you. there. I, because, that's why I asked. <laughs> you know, right. All right. We're done here. I, I will tell you this. Pioneer Woman has agreed to be on because. <gasps> oh, God. She's going to bring biscuits or something. <laughs> I can't top that. Because I met her in 2010 at an event. I interviewed her here in Little Rock at an event. And I was homeschooling at the time. And so we hit it off with that. I have redheaded children and we love the same lipstick. So she <laughs> follows me on Twitter. She follows 680 people on Twitter. She has 3 million followers. I'm one and of them. And you're one so of I, them? So I could DM. When you DM someone that follows you, they'll see your DM. Yes. So I, I and I used to have her on when I was on the radio here once in a while before she got super famous. She was still, she had not, she did not have a TV show or anything. She was still just a cookbook author oh, at wow. the time. And I've had the author of the, I call her the mother of intermittent fasting, Jen Stevens. Mm-hmm. She was my first um, interview. I just finished Fast Feast Repeat. Do okay. you, did you she, like her? I want to, I want to interview her. She's my best friend. I mean, she, no, she's not. we are now Facebook friend. Well, I mean, you are too though. <laughs> oh, that kind of friend. Right. I, I want to interview no. her, but I got nothing to put it on, but I want to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, she is amazing. Um, she is really, you know, you can only have 5,000 Facebook friends, which isn't enough for people like us. Uh-huh. So I read the, I read the obituaries and when someone dies, I remove them. <laughs> You're an idiot. I love it. (laughs) I am such an idiot. So about four years ago when I started doing this, um, I reached out to her. We became Facebook friends. So I've been trying to bring her to Little Rock to host an event for her, but the pandemic Mm -hmm. because of Fast Feast Repeat. So I really, I have her digits and I'll send them to you. She would love to do it. She she looks at it as- Well, you need to tell her that you interviewed me and that I just read her book and I'm putting it into practice. 
Like I, I believe in the clean she would, fast. She would and love I'm, to do it. All because mm-hmm. of Jen Stevens. So yeah. That's it. Okay. That's awesome. She was she was my first one and I, I knew what I was doing when I manipulated the algorithm with that. Because <laughs> I knew I would get a lot of people because really what she says, she speaks truth about fasting and it's it's really exciting. So I'll send you uh, that information okay. and we are friends for life. Hey. I, I saw someone died on Facebook, one of my Facebook friends the other day. In fact, I think I've had two. I've got room for you. Hashtag thanks, COVID. <laughs> That's probably your theme for <laughs> what in the world. You sicko. <laughs> you sicko. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and even leave a review. If you ever have a suggestion on someone you think I need to interview, let me know. Lisa at LisaFisherSaid.com. And check out my website when you get a chance. LisaFisherSaid.com.